Good evening, this is Pamela, and you are listening to Watchmen on the Pod. We are going to continue with our book reading of Billy Graham and his friends from Dr. Kathy Burns. We are still in Chapter 4, and this is Part 3. And it is a tongue twister in the beginning, just to let you know. All right, KGB agent on WCC committee. One person involved with the WCC mentioned that the WCC was accused of having communists or those sympathetic to communism on their assembly and council. He personally felt that there was just a small percentage of them. He then added, actually, they were, for the most part, socialists or collectivists, who, while rejecting its ideology, accepted as essentially Christian its professed theoretical objects of a classless society and economic equality. They believed that the cure for the defects of both Marxian communism and capitalism was more socialism. They had the doctrinaire assurance that the churches and the state would be able, working together in complementary ways, to control the welfare order, which they envisioned and fix its bounds at any decree of leftness they might determine. And so to avoid the danger that the increasing momentum of socialism might deliver the world into the hands of the communism. In ruling capitalism out as an adequate substructure for democratic political liberty, they were so sure of themselves that they saw no need to consider its usefulness even as a break against possible sudden and uncontrollable veerings leftward. Metropolitan Philarat of the Russia Orthodox Church in the Soviet Union was on the Central Committee of the WCC. In 1986-87, to the FBI report named him as the government representative and KGB agent who was running the churches. In fact, Philarat has three different names by which he is known. Densikol, real name, Philarat, church name, and Antonov, secret KGB codename. When Gorbachev signed the INF Treaty, he brought Metropolitan Philarat <clears throat> with him on his plane and several other of these religious agents. The world saw Schultz welcoming Gorbachev at the steps of the plane, but the media suppressed these agents with him. Pete Seeger in Uppsala, Sweden, in 1968, Pete Seeger was the honored guest and ent entertainer of the World Council of Churches. Who is Pete Seeger? Seeger has been identified under oath by an FBI undercover agent as having been a member of the Communist Party. His actions over the years would hardly disprove the charge. According to the Encyclopedia of the American Left, Seeger had joined the Communist Party in 1942. In April 1992, Seeger told the Marxist publication Crossroads that, quote, I will continue to call myself a communist, unquote. And in December 1994, he bragged, quote, I am still a communist, unquote. 
One researcher, one researcher states, quote, his biography over the past few decades reads like a who's who in communist activity. News and Views for July 1965 listed over 90 communist fronts and activities of Pete Seeger, and even this is a partial listing of his hundreds of pro-communist activities over the past 30 years. He provided the entertainment, according to Daily Worker of June 20, 1947, for the Allerton section of the Communist Party's housewarming. Seeger provided the entertainment, according to the Daily Worker of April 30, 1948, for the Excess County Communist Party May Day Rally. He entertained the Cultural Division of the Communist Party of New York at a May Day show, according to the Daily Worker of May 4, 1949. The same worker identified Seeger as a member of the music section of the Cultural Division of the Communist Party, along with two other members of the Weavers singer, singing group. Pete marched in the Communist Party of New York May Day Parade in 1950. He also marched in the May Day Parade in 1952. He entertained at the rallies of the Subversion National Council of American Soviet Friendships in 1958, 1960, and 1962. Hours after Seeger reiterated that he was a communist, Former President Clinton praised Seeger as an inconvenient artist who dared to sing things as he saw them. Alluding to troubles caused by Seeger's communist ties, the president said, quote, He was banned from television. Now he's a badge of honor, unquote. Now that's a badge of honor, unquote. Seeger is also a planetary citizen member. In spite of such a record, the Quote, WCC leadership had already declared Pete Seeger, Joan Baez, and Phil Oach as the new hymn writers for the coming new day. It seems our present hymns are too individualist. Instead, our new hymns will taste something like the following, published by the World Council of Churches. Quote, it was on a Friday morning that they took me from the cell, and I saw they had a carpenter to crucify as well. You can blame it in, on to Pilate. You can blame it on the Jews. You can blame it on the devil. It's God, I accuse. It's God they ought to crucify instead of you and me. I said to the carpenter, a hanging on the tree. Unquote. No wonder Dr. Morrison, a WCC leader, asserts that, quote, to bring the hidden church into existence, the Bible must be removed from its static position as a constitution of the church, unquote. In the U.S. Congressional Record of January 10, 1963, 45 worldwide goals of communism were listed, many of which are now being fulfilled. Goal number 27 reads, quote, Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch, unquote. Certainly, this communistic goal has been accomplished through the Federal, National, and World Council of Churches. The Chicago Daily News, June 1, 1963, announced a Pentecost service of Christian unity, where clergymen from 33 Christian com communities, what's it? 
communions will join in reading the new Delhi Statement of Unity adopted by the World Council of Churches at its third assembly in New Delhi, India in 1961. The article went on to report, quote, The ecumenical nature of the event will be strengthened by the fact that a member of the Billy Graham evangelistic team, Dan Pyatt, and a prominent theologian, the Reverend Dr. Franklin H. Little of Chicago Theological Seminary, will speak. By the way, Franklin Little has been one of the most radical modernists in the United States and has a record of affiliation with various Marxist front organizations and causes. S. Parks Cadman. S. Parks Cadman was president of the FCC from 1924 to 1928. He was a Mason and the Grand Chaplain of the Grand Lodge of New York for 28 years. Masonic author William R. Dinslow stated that Cadman, quote, was noted for his broad and liberal attitude with regard to the religious opinions of others, unquote. He was instrumental in founding the National Conference of Christians and Jews in 1928, along with Charles Evans Hughes, a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, the CFR. The CFR. Oh, my goodness. Cadman wrote a book entitled Robbing Youth of Its Religion. In this book, he listed a number of things that people believe, which he claims is not the truth. Some of these items are, they have taken for truth the dogma of an infallible Bible. They have taken for truth the dogma of the virgin birth. They have taken for truth the deity of Jesus, the dogma that Jesus is very God. They have taken the truth, the the history, the historicity of the miracles of Jesus. They have taken for truth a veritable host of things which manifestly are not truth. The inscription on this book read, To the young people of America engaged in a great intellectual and spiritual adventure, that of breaking the shackles of the past and interpreting the religion of Jesus in terms of the spirit of a new age. This was written in 1927 while he was president of the FCC. We are six years from that being over a hundred years ago. This has been in the making for a long time, brothers and sisters. Also, <clears throat> excuse me, in 1927, he referred to the boastfulists as being people with advanced ideas. Another president of the FCC was Ivan Lee Holt, he, too, was a Mason, as well as a communist. In fact, listen to what the communist paper, The Daily Worker, wrote about him. Quote, the Methodist Young People's Conference, with 5,000 delegates in attendance, took a sharp turn to the left in its closing sessions. The Soviet Union was highly praised by Ivan Lee Holt, president of the Federal Council of Churches. Dr. Holt defended the, the Soviet Union from attack. He declared that the aim of the dictatorship of the proliterate in Russia was the establishment of a better life. The Russian government does not purport to do this through exploiting someone else, but through raising the general level of awe. It is difficult to find youth anywhere in this world more devoted to the cause of Christ than you'll find in Russia devoted to Stalin and his new order. He warned the older generation that amongst most of the youth of the world today, there is a desire for change, many preferring revolution. Youth is willing to die for a new 
order, unquote. Some other Masons who were involved in the various Council of Churches were George C. Barber, President of the Australian Council of the WCC from 1950 to 1951, Levi Gilbert, FCC, Perry E. Grisham, WCC, Joseph C. Hazen, FCC, John B. Lennon, FCC, William C. Martin, former NCC president from 1952 to 1954, McGruder Ellis Sadler, FCC, Henry St. George Tucker, former FCC president from 1942 to 1944. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. And huge, uh, not huge, <laughs> and Hugh I. Evans, WCC. We've already covered Oxnum in some detail. He was a former president of the Federal Council of Churches, one of the presiding officers at the founding of the National Council of Churches, and the first American president of the World Council of Churches. From 1948 to 1954, he was also a 33rd degree Mason. He said that one day there would be only two groups, the Protestant and the Catholic, and they will unite to form the Holy Catholic Church, unquote. E. Stanley Jones, another federal council leader, preacher, and speaker, E. Stanley Jones stated, quote, When the Western world was floundering in an unjust and competitive order, God reached out and put his hand on the Russian communists to produce a juster order and to show a recumbent church what it has missed in its own gospel, unquote. He also said, quote, we have yet to see the folly of trying to change the individual and leading him in an unchanged, selfish, selfish corporate life. Life on a collective scale must be born again. Cannot be done? Absurd. The Russians have done it. She, Russia, has a new secular new birth. The very basis of her life has been changed and changed profoundly. And the result of that change has been as startling that John Gunther, in the penetrating book Inside Europe, ends the book by saying, Give Russia ten years more of peace and she will be the most powerful nation on earth. Why? Because she has hold of a higher principle, cooperation, and it is working out in higher results than we can work out of a lower principle, competition. Unquote. It's no surprise that Jones would defend communism, especially since he belonged to at least four communist front organizations. Quote, Jones denied the virgin birth of Christ, the verbal inspiration of the scripture, the triune Godhead, and other doctrines. Unquote. Jones was a Methodist missionary in India for many years and met Mahatma, Mahatma Gandhi, while there, quote, instead of Dr. Jones influencing Gandhi toward Christian conversion, the, the reverse took place. Dr. Jones admits this in his book, Mahatma Gandhi. And Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones became a disciple of Santa Grafa or a pacifist resistant as practiced by Gandhi and his followers. Wow, that's crazy. 
Dr. Jones went so far as to ask Aunt Gandhi to come to the United States and organize the people in a resistance movement against military preparedness. He called Gandhi God's trump card and the man through whom God was working in the 20th century. He admits that Gandhi would not accept the Christ or the God of the Bible, but the fact that Gandhi was a pacifist made him a natural Christian instead of an orthodox one. Unquote. How does Billy Graham feel about Jones? In his 1963 Los Angeles crusade, he took 10 minutes to eulogize, praise Dr. E. Stanley Jones. At one crusade, Graham introduced Jones with these words, I now present my good friend and trusted advisor. Philip Potter. Philip Potter was the general secretary of the WCC. He, too, advocates communist activities and violent ones at that. He said in Newsweek, August 19, August 28, 1972, we are at a stage in the ecumenical movement where we have to become involved in different activities. Ultimately, I am prepared to face chaos and anarchy if that is what it takes to bring about the necessary change, unquote. In 1969, Potter Quote, quoted from a 1969 WCC Central Committee directive as follows. We call upon the churches to move beyond charity, grants, and traditional programming to relevant and sacrificial action, leading to new relationships of dignity and justice among all men, and to become the agents for the radical reconstruction of society. He also made it perfectly clear what this involved when he said, but the conflict has become intense when it has been perceived that a radical change of economic, social, and political structures are needed and not the mere prudential transfer of resources and technologies. Another WCC document had stated, in the developed countries, it means changes in the production structure and employment policies, which will only be possible through a certain socialization of decisions that have so far been autonomously on the basis of interest of the private sector, unquote. In 1977, he praised the communist victory in Vietnam. He even admitted that he may sometimes be more radical than most Marxists. Potter, a discipline, a disciple, I should say, of Reinhold Niebuhr, Richard Niebuhr, Paul Tillich, and Karl Barth, believes that individuals is in non-Christian's religion are not lost. He stated, Indeed, the world is already a redeemed world, so that whether men discern their true condition or not, and even if they deny it, they are still the heirs of God's redemption. Unquote. In 1981, the NCC had Potter as an honored guest. He remarked, quote, Of course, the Apostle Paul was somewhat of a prude and a sexist. Unquote. Potter sent an invitation for Billy Graham to speak at the WCC in 1983. Due to other engagements, Graham was unable to do so, but he wrote a nice letter to Potter expressing his regret. He said, quote, This will only be the second General Assembly of the WCC that I have had to miss. I will certainly miss seeing you and many other old friends and fellowshipping with those from all over the world, unquote. Graham also wrote about this invitation. 
Quote, a number of people will be going directly to Vancouver from this conference, including several members of my organization who will be there as observers. It has been my privilege to be at every assembly of the World Council of Council except Nabari, Nabarbi, Narabai, as an observer or visitor. I cannot help but recall that I was president in 1940, not president, I was present in 1948 when the World Council of Churches was formed here in Amsterdam, in large part out of the desire of many for a new thrust in evangelism and world missions. The World Council has its root deep in biblical evangelism, unquote. It is true that officially the WCC called itself a fellowship of churches which accept Jesus Christ our Lord as God and Savior, but in reality it is strongly pro-communist and syncretist. At this 1983 WCC assembly in Vancouver, Canada, major speeches were given by a Buddhist, a Hindu, a Sikh, and a Canadian Indian who worships spirits. Brothers in Christ We've seen how Graham feels about the WCC and how does he feel about Potter. In 1957 at the Madison Square Gardens, he had Potter lead in prayer. Later, he called Potter a brother in Christ. If Potter is really Graham's brother in Christ, are you serving the same Christ as Billy Graham is? At a press conference in 1974, Graham was asked about this relationship with the WCC, to which he replied, quote, As far as I know, we have nothing but the warmest relationships with the World Council of Churches, unquote. The Bible warns us in Ephesians 5.11, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, unquote. The Singapore government expelled the WCC leaders, who were holding an office for their Far Eastern Council, the Christian Con Conference of Asia, because of their communism. Yet people like Graham can brag that they have nothing but the warmest relationships with the WCC. Doesn't it appear as though something must be wrong somewhere? C.D. McFarland, former secretary of the Federal Council of Churches, claimed, quote, the incarnation was in man that it might be in men, O child of God. As God lived in his son, so would he live in his sons and children, unquote. And the last chapter mentioned was made of the blasphemous re-imaging conference. One participant was Mary Ann Lundy. She joined in a milk and honey ritual with lesbian activist Jane Sphere and others at the re-imaging conference. This ceremony included prayers to Sophia, Creator God. Although the Presbyterian Church USA pressured her to resign in June 1994, the World Council of Churches opened their arms and appointed her as their Deputy General Secretary in 1995. In 1997, she gave a speech in which she said, We are learning that to be ecumenical is to move beyond the boundaries of Christianity. You see, yesterday's heresies are becoming tomorrow's book of order. Unquote. Atheist in Heaven, Archbishop Ramsey, was a former president of the WCC. He commented, quote, I can foresee the day when all Christians might accept the Pope as Bishop of the World Church, unquote. He also denied the virgin birth. 
Quote, in the London Daily Mail from for February 10th, 1961, Ramsey said, Heaven is not a place for Christians only. I expect to see many present-day atheists there. Unquote. Another source gives this quote from Ramsey. Quote, Those who led a good life on earth but found themselves unable to believe in God will not be debarred. I expect to meet most day atheists in heaven. Unquote. The Bible, however, says that without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 11, verse 6. In 1966, Ramsey had an audience with Pope Paul VI at the Vatican. He addressed the Pope as Your Holiness and expressed his desire for closer unity with Rome. As Ramsey and the other Anglican clergy were departing, they bowed and kissed the Pope's ring. Speaking about this papal visit a year later, Ramsey testified that he and the Pope walked arm in arm out in St. Peter's Basilica and dedicated themselves to the task of unifying all Christendom and all the churches of all the world into one church, unquote. Quote, in November 1968, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Dr. Michael Ramsey, said in London, It is in the dealings of man with his neighbors that we shall find no, transcendence. We must join hands with humanists, atheists, and agnostics in the service of mankind. Unquote. Oh, is that so? My Bible tells me, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Quote, in September 1970, the WCC decided to donate $200,000 to guerrilla organizations, sending terrorists into Rhodesia. Angola, Mozambique, and South Africa. The decision was taken at a meeting in London at which the co-chairman was Dr. Ramsey, late Archbishop of Canterbury. In the same year, the WCC decided to give $70,000 annually for three years helping American draft dodgers escape from the U.S. into Canada. In spite of such actions and comments, Billy Graham calls Ramsey a giant of a man and added, we were friends for many years. Another Archbishop of Canterbury, Jeffrey F. Fisher, was a Mason, as well as a speaker for the World Council of Churches. Quote, as president of the World Council of Churches, 1946 to 1954, he was a vigorous proponent of ecumenism. In 1960, he traveled to meet the Orthodox Patriarchs of Jerusalem and Constantinople. He also visited Pope John XXIII, becoming the first Archbishop of Canterbury to visit the Vatican since 1397, unquote. A member of the WCC staff, Stanley Samaratha, announced in 1971, quote, because Christians cannot claim to have a monopoly on truth, of truth, we need to meet men of other, on, of other faiths and ideology as part of our trust and obedience to the promise of Christ, unquote. Dr. David Gill, 
A representative of the WCC told the British Broadcasting Corporation, the BBC, that the most important aim of the WCC in 1974 would be to deprotestantize de -protestantize the churches. Unquote. Martin Niemöller. Martin Niemöller was president of the WCC from 1961 to 1968. He, quote, had personally become the coming, he had personally welcomed the coming to the power of the Nazis in 1933. In that year, his autobiography, From U-Boat to Pulpit, had been published. The story of how this submarine commander in the First World War had become a prominent Protestant pastor, was singled out for a special praise in the Nazi press, and became a bestseller. To Pastor Niemöller, as to many a Protestant clergyman, the 14 years of the Republic had been, as he said, years of darkness. And at the close of his autobiography, he added a note of satisfaction that Nazi revolution had finally triumphed and that it had brought about the national revival for which he himself had fought so long, for a time in the free court from which so many Nazi leaders had come. He had soon to experience a terrible disillusionment and later became a foe of Nazism and denounced its racial views. Niemöller, however, was an advocate of international disarmament and he is listed as a first endorser of Planetary Citizens, a new age organization. <sighs> Paulus Mar Gregorios was a past president of the World Council of Churches. He attended the ungodly parliament of the world's religions in Chicago in 1933, along with the Buddhist Dalai Lama, witches, Muslims, Hindus, and pagans of all stripes. He is also on the board of advisors for the Temple of Understanding, which was mentioned earlier in this book. He is on the advisory council for the Whole Earth Papers, as well as the advisory council for the New Age Global Education Associates. William Swing, the promoter of a United Religions Initiative, visited Gregorius in the hospital in 1966 and asked him what he thought about such a proposal as a united religion. Swing said that, quote, not only did he endorse the proposal, he promised to alert others worldwide to the initiative. He said that the united religions would be more than a symbol. It would be an agent of global unity, unquote. Arnold Toynbee. As far back as 1949, Dr. Arnold Toynbee was a representative for the World Council of Churches. In, July, in the July 1956 issue of the Ecumenical Review put out by the WCC were articles on various aspects of the Christian responsibility for a peaceful and just international order. John Foster Delis, Ralph Bunchy, Dag Hammerskold, Luther A. Weigel, and Tonaby were some of the contributing authors. Who was Tonaby? He was a historian and the ex-director of studies of the Royal Institute of International Affairs, RIIA. The RIIA is the British equivalent to the Council of Foreign, of Relation, Foreign Relations and was founded in 1919 as part of Cecil Rhodes' plan for the world domination. Tonaby was one of the first endorsers of the Planetary Citizens, and he had taught at the New Age a human potential center known as Eslam. 
He leaned toward Buddhism and was called an apostle of an amalgam of Christianity and Mahanian of Buddhism. Not surprisingly, he is also a big advocate of world government. In 1931, Fabian socialist Tonaby gave a speech in which he remarked, quote, We are at present working discreetly with all our might to wrest this mysterious force called sovereignty out of the clutches of the local nations and the local nation states of the world. All the time we are denying with our lips that we are doing with our hand what we are doing with our hands because to impugn the sovereignty of the local nation states of the world is still a heresy for which a statesman or publicist can perhaps not quite be burned at the stake but certainly be ostracized and discredited unquote. in 1971 he wrote a book surviving the future in which he announced quote mm -mm. I expect that the world is going to be united politically in the teeth of nationalistic resistance. The people of each local sovereign state will have to renounce their state sovereignty and subordinate it to the paramount sovereignty of a literal worldwide government. I want to see a world government established, unquote. Tony B. was also an evolutionist. He was involved in the environmental movement. He basically blamed the ecologic, the echo, let's see, ecological problems on Christians. In one article, he wrote, quote, If the cogent evidence for divinity were really power, Dionysus, no, Dionysus and Demeter and Zeus and Poisondine, who are now reasserting their power, would be more credible gods than Yahweh, for they are demonstrating to present. They are demonstrating to present-day man that he cannot pollute soil, air, water with impunity, unquote. People are stupid, aren't they, people? I'm sorry. Forgive me. Keep my opinion to myself. Okay. Totem pole. Two witches reveal, quote, Recent books have been calling for a return to the worship of mother. So many wistful comments made by writers such as Merlin Stone, Mary Daly, James Lovelock, Judy Chicago, Dolores LaChapel, Renee Dubois, Daniela Giscafi, Paleo, or Palo, Pablo, no Palo, Sorleri, Elizabeth Gould Davis, and Arnold Tonaby reflect a craving for such a religious revival. The truth is that such a revival has been going on for some time now, since the early 1960s, in the form of what we call neo-pagan movement, from Latin paganus, peasant or country dweller. Paganism now refers to all nature religions. The new paganism encompasses many nature-oriented groups, such as Farafura, Church of All Worlds, Madrakara, Bear Tribe, Venusian Church, Pagan Way, Church of the Eternal Source, Reformed Druids, and Holy Order of Mother Earth. The largest contingent of modern goddess worship, however, is found in witchcraft or Wicca. Wicca is a pre-Christian European pagan magical tradition. The neo-pagan movement, and especially feminist witchcraft, has recently been joined by increasing numbers from the women's spirituality movement. If witches can be priestesses of feminism, the neo-pagans are the chaplains of the ecology movement. Unquote. 
No wonder Tonaby wrote about a new universal church. He also remarked, quote, I believe that in the 21st century, human life is going to be a unity again in all its aspects and activities. I believe that in the field of religion, sectarianism is going to be subordinate to ecumenism. That in the field of politics, nationalism is going to be subordinate to world government. And that in the field of human affairs, specialization is going to be subordinate to a comprehensive view. The WCC has been comfortable with non-Christians for quite some time already. In 1983, the WCC included religious leaders from Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, and Judaism on the platform. They also set up a Canadian Indian spirit house with a sacred flame, which is really a pagan altar. And they received an occultic totem pole, which was to be shipped from for erection at WCC headquarters in Geneva. In fact, Philip Potter, the person who sent the invitation for Billy Graham to speak this same year, helped to raise the totem pole into an upright position. Brad Sell explains what this totem pole represented from the literature given out at the WCC. Quote, the official program, which was distributed at the pole-raising ceremony, gave a description of what the carvings on the pole described. One section reads, Our totem pole shows man, born first as spirit, then shows raven, pictured as Mother Nature finding man coming from the sea in the clamshell, and for centuries he roamed the earth and worshipped nothing. This is contrary to scripture, which states, that God created man as man, and that the first man knew God. The text concludes, Our poll shows the picture of man's travel through his history, from the sea to where he is now. Spiritual evolution in picture form. Prior to this, the text describes how man at first worshipped serpents, bulls, bulls, etc., then progressed to worshiping the stars and eagles. Finally, man realized that there was a force greater than anything on earth. The Bible says that man has always known of God and has always had the choice of serving him or rejecting him for idols and deities, unquote. One of the speakers this year in 1983 was Pauline Webb, a socialist who serves on the WCC Executive Committee. This is also the same year that Dorothy Sowell, who claimed that God is dead, read, and a woman spoke. In 1975, they had invited Professor K.L. Siroshki Rayo to present a paper to the WCC Assembly. He was the Hindu representative of 750 million Hindus, and is the editor of a magazine called Insight, published by a synchronous organization known as the Temple of Understanding. He is also the chief editor of the new Encyclopedia of Hinduism. Rayo is on the International Board of Advisors for the Temple of Understanding, as well as being involved with Thanksgiving Square. He is on the Board of Advisors for the International Religious Federation for World Peace, IRFWP, Sun Moon's group. In 1989, Rayo once again addressed the World Council of Churches. He called the invitation to people of other faiths to participate in this meeting a great breakthrough.
1988, Selena Fox, a witch, bragged, As we go to press, I am off to Canada. The World Council of Churches has invited Margaret Adler and me as Wiccan priestesses to take part in a week-long International Women's Interfaith Dialogue and Conference being held in Toronto. Paganism was also manifested in the Ecumenical Movement 88, which was sponsored by the National Council of Churches and the World Council of Churches. Philip Potter, Wesley Araja, and other WCC leaders were present at this meeting, which also started with a heathen ritual. The celebration was held outdoors at a garden pond where prayers and water libations were offered to the seven spirits of the seven directions of the universe. O spirit of the north, blow on us. O spirit of the east, west, south, above, below, center, quote, unquote. Million Minutes of Peace <clears throat> A Million Minutes of Peace was held from September 16th to October 16th, 1986, as a project for the United Nations International Year of Peace. The promoter stated that people were prepared to commit themselves to link with others in thought, regardless of belief, tradition, or political differences. On page two of their first issue, they talked about the hundredth monkey concept. Quote, the list of groups and individuals which either endorsed this event or actively worked for its success included Lucis Trust, Eileen Caddy, co-founder, Feinhorn, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, Institute of Noetic Sciences, Willis Harmon, Friends of the Earth, Planetary Citizens, Brahma Kumaras, World Spiritual Organization, author Sidney Shelton, um, Honorable Bishop Desmond Tutu, Author Relecturer Marilyn Ferguson, Senator Edward Kennedy, the President of the World Council of Churches, the Church of Religious Science, Unity in Diversity Council, and the Human Unity Institute, to just name a few. The appeal climaxed at a peace conference or concert that was held at the St. John Divine Cathedral. Again, this paganism in the NCC and the WCC has been going on for a long time. For the World Day of Prayer in 1956, the NCC used a prayer by an Indian chief which started out with, O Great Spirit. In fact, the National Council of Churches and the World Council of Churches are listed in the Lucis Trust publication as part of the new group of world servers. Furthermore, the Swedenborgian Church of the New Jerusalem is a full member of the NCC and WCC. The Swedenborgian Church denies the deity of Jesus Christ. Of course, the founder of this church, also called the New Church, was Emanuel Swedenborg. He has been called perhaps the greatest occultist of his time. He was a Mason, even having a Masonic rite called the Swedenborg Rite. According to one book, Swedenborg was also associated with the Illuminati, practiced clairvoyance, astral travel, automatic writing, and consulted mediums. Tex Mars writes, many say that Swedenborg can rightly be called the father of spiritualism. He continues, generally, Sweden, Swedenborgians believe that Swedenborg's writings were divinely inspired among their teachings that there is a state much like the Catholic's purgatory, where after death, the individual goes to prepare 
for heaven or hell. Another teaching is that Jesus did not shed his blood for our sins, but simply died on the cross after a life of service. Moreover, the Holy Spirit is not a personality, says the Swedenborgians, and Jesus Christ is not holy God, for God is a force that can be called the divine essence. Like their founder, Emanuel Swedenborg, modern-day Swedenborgians believe that the Old Testament is of little value. They also oppose to almost anything written by the Apostle Paul. In a recent issue of Crystallize, a journal of the Swedenborg Foundation, a Swedenborg group in New York City, we find articles on reincarnation, one ching and other occultic subjects, unquote. The Church of the New Jerusalem, Swedenborgian Church, is also a member of the Council for a Parliament of the World's Religions, along with other groups such as American Buddhist Congress, American Islamic College, Spiritual Assembly of the Bahas, Brahma, Kamara, Kamaras, Brahma, Brahma, oh, okay, um, World Spiritual Organization, Buddhist Council of the Midwest, Catholic Theological Union, Sir Chinamoy Center, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, Guru Kobain Singh Foundation, Hindu Temple of Greater Chicago, Institute for 21st Century Presbyterian Church USA, the Temple of Understanding, Theosophical Society in America, Unitarian Universalist Association, Federation of Zoroastrian Associations of North America, and the First Baptist Church of Evanston, Illinois. Lori Wilson is a feminist and the past president of the WCC. She asserts Christianity as practice in today's world demonstrates more of a nightmare than a vision. In a report in the Ecumenical News Service of the WCC, Wilson made this statement, quote, And then there is the Virgin Mary. In my view, the fact of her virginity has nothing to do with her sexual behavior, unquote. Oh my. Okay, I bite my tongue. She was one of the speakers at the Sacrilegious Reimaging Conference, which was covered in the last chapter. Abortion and homosexuality. Let me see. Let me see how far I'm in. Okay, I'm good. Joe Leonard was a senior official at the NCC. He endorsed a Planned Parenthood sex education video t called Talking About Sex. The video kit calls abortion safe and homosexuality fulfilling and seems to be okayed with unmarried sex. In 1996, there was legislation that would have banned partial birth abortion in which a baby is but inches and seconds from birth. The abortionist partly extracts the baby's feet first, then suctions out its brain to let the head pass through the birth canal. When Bill Clinton vetoed this legislation, several liberal church groups, such as the Presbyterian Church in the USA, PCUSA, Episcopal, let me see, I think it's like Episcopal, or is this E-P-I-S-C-O-P-A-L, I don't know. United Church of Christ and Methodists praise Clinton by letter for the veto. Oh, the National Council of Churches leader also supported the veto.
concerning homosexuality. The president of the NCC. Oh, let me go back. I'm going to have to reread that because I'm, I want to understand this right. So just excuse me. I'm going to reread what I just read so I can understand it. Abortion and homosexuality. Joe Leonard was a senior official at the NCC, National Council of Churches. He endorsed a Planned Parenthood sex education video called Talking About Sex. This video kit calls abortion safe and homosexuality fulfilling and seems to okay unmarried sex. Now get this, guys. In 1996, there was legislation that would have banned partial birth abortions in which a baby is but inches and seconds from birth. The abortionist partly extracts the baby feet first then suctions out its brain to let the head pass through the birth canal. When Bill Clinton vetoed this legislation, several liberal church groups, as the Presbyterian Church in the USA, Episcopal, something like that, United Church of Christ and Methodist, Praise Clinton by letter for the veto. Oh, the National Council of Churches leader also supported the veto. If I am reading this correctly, in 1996 there was a legislation that would have banned it, but President Clinton vetoed that ban. Am I reading this right? That was in 1996. Why are we just now getting wind of it in 2019 and 20? When we thought that in New York they had just legalized it. But this is saying it was legalized already in 1996. And legislation wanted to ban it. But Clinton vetoed that ban. That's how I just read that. I'm going to read it one more time. I'm sorry, but I know I'm stuck on this, but this is important, guys. In 1996, there was legislation that would have banned, gotten rid of, partial birth abortions in which a baby is but inches and seconds from birth. The abortionist partly extracts the baby's feet first, then suctions out its brain to let the head pass through the birth canal. When Bill Clinton vetoed this legislation, several liberal church groups, such as the Presbyterian Church in the USA, Episcopal, I don't know, uh, United Church of Christ and Methodist, praised Clinton by letter for the veto. Oh, the National Council of Churches leader also supported the veto. Hmm, okay. Concerning homosexuality, the president of NCC, Andrew Young, who was covered in detail earlier, said, quote, when I worked at the National Council of Churches, most of my colleagues were gay. I should have been talking about sex on their behalf, but I didn't know what to say except judge not, 
that you be not judged, unquote. Many people seem to forget that the Bible also says that we are to judge righteous judgment. John chapter 7 verse 24, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 and 3 asks, Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world, and if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels, how much more things that pertain to this life, unquote. Dr. Gwynne Guideboard, a leader in the predominantly homosexual Universal Fellowship of Metropolitan Community Churches, was warmly received as a speaker at the recent National Council of Churches General Assembly. At least half of assembled NCC delegates gave her a standing ovation. She actually blamed opposition to homosexuality for forcing young people into prostitution, drugs, and alcohol abuse. Some NC leaders including NCC President Craig Anderson, favor accepting the UFMCC as a member denomination. Guideboard has recently been elected president of the California Council of Churches. She is also... <sighs> She is also president-elect of a pro-abortion group named Mobilization for the Human Family, unquote. An article in More Light Update reports, quote, Even more recently, a coalition of gay and lesbian religious organizations has decided to give an annual award to a heterosexual religious leader who has served as an outspoken advocate of homosexual rights. The Paul H. Seary Leadership Courage Award is named after its first recipient, Paul Sherry, who recently retired as president of the United Church of Christ. The Interfaith Assembly of Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Caucuses and Affirming Organizations will distribute the award each year at the National Council of Churches, NCC, General Assembly meeting. Both Eileen Linder, Associate General Secretary of the NCC, and Gwen Guideboard, Ecumenical Officer of the Universal Fellowship of Metropolitan Community Churches, UFMCC, a primarily homosexual and lesbian denomination, told Ecumenical News International ENI that the UFMCC has been making quite inroads within the Unites, Unites, I think I meant United States Ecumenical Movement. Linder said, informally, there have been great advances. And I want to end that there, but then I don't want all of a sudden chapter five to pop up and I miss out. I'm not sure. So I'm going to end it there because this is a long read. There are a lot of things to think about, actually. I mean, right now I'm kind of still a little bit blown away on that partial birth abortion type deal. Maybe it was common knowledge back then. I don't know. I mean, I was not going to church. I really was not interested in the news or whatever the world was going on in 1996. I know that. That's the year my daughter died. And I spent half of that year in a drunken, drug-induced stupor, to be perfectly frank. So I really, I don't know. Okay, all I do know is take this to the Lord in prayer. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him to have the Holy Spirit help you search these facts out. As I told you before, I'm going to keep telling you over and over again. The history is being rewritten. The truth is being replaced with lies to deceive people. You have got to go to God. And you have got to rely on him and trust him, knowing that he will lead you in the right path.
which is truth. Don't just take everything you read at face value and think it's true and then write it off. Trust me, you cannot do that. In the age that we live in with this technology and all this other stuff, they are changing the truth into a lie, changing history completely. And a lot of people are falling for it and they will fight you tooth and nail, but things are not as they seem. It's not, but God knows the truth and God will lead you into the right research and the right studies. If you ask him and trust him, trust and obey. That's what you got to do. All right. Keep your eyes on Jesus, brothers and sisters, please, please go to him in prayer in all things. Keep your nose in the book, which is the word of God. And in bed, the word of God upon the tablets of your hearts. So you will not sin against God or be deceived. I love you all so very much. Please don't take my word for anything. Go to the Lord. Please go to the Lord. I love you. Bye-bye.